Come on, all across the building, why don't you lift your voice? Clap your hands, all you people. And why don't you shout unto God with a voice of triumph? Come on, I wish you'd make hell nervous this morning. That on a Sunday morning, when everybody's filled with fear, my lips are still filled with the praises of God. Because He's still been good. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I don't know if that's you if that's how you feel this morning, but I just feel a praise. I don't even know what to thank him for, but I'm just thankful I'm in the thank you. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank because you woke me up. Thank you. You kept my family. Thank you. You kept my mind. Thank you. I love the way David said it. David said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Isn't that so powerful that you can taste God and it'll affect your sight? Can I tell you why we act the way that we do? Because we sat at the king's table and had our appetite quenched with his presence. And our eyes can see something you can't. You just see us running and dancing. But we see the time when he pulled us out. When he saved our family. When he healed our body. Taste that. See you can't. See what I can't. So don't dictate my praise. I just got to say thank you. Come on, I give you permission to take the next few seconds and just lift your voice and worship God. I didn't taste it when he delivered you. I didn't taste it when he said to free. But why don't you open up your mouth and tell him thank you. Try not to get in trouble this morning. I, I, I really, really almost felt pressure just to have cute church this morning and walk out. And we can go home. But I just feel the Holy Ghost is saying while everybody else is worried about Corona, why don't you get focused on my presence and see what I can do? Amen, 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 amen. I just feel like, I just feel like miracles are in the room. I don't know if you feel that. Feel like there's a breakthrough in the room. Can I tell you, God doesn't work on our time clock. Can I? I feel like we've crossing paths with the agenda of heaven this morning, and there's something that God has prepared for you. Everybody, say for me. It's not for my neighbor, but it's for me. God has something for me. Amen. 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 One more time, clap your hands unto the Lord if you're grateful for His Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you're willing to preach with me, I invite you to make your way back to your seats. Just don't lose the fervency that's in the altar when you get back to your pew. Amen. 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 One more time, shout hallelujah. 
All across the building, shout hallelujah. Come on, I need you to do a little bit more, some fervency. Shout hallelujah. You still sound weak. Shout hallelujah. Come on, do it with a little umph in you. Shout hallelujah. Amen. For all my Haitian folk, Benny Swaletanel. Benny Swaletanel. Grajezi. Don't get me in trouble now. Don't get me. You know, you step into church and we all got that cute praise. Amen. I was trying to stay cute with it. There's a song they say, Simpata Lue, Konem Tahenga. Pascal Lem Change, Kote Jezin Tepuam, from Takubi Dom. Song says, if, if I don't worship, no, I'm ungrateful. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's brought me through, I just got to lick myself a little lower, lower, lower so I can give him praise. I, I know you look cute, but do you remember where he pulled you from? Amen, amen. Jump on another island and say, I feel like running, skipping, praising the Lord for what he has done for me. He has set my spirit free. I feel like running. Don't play with it now. All I need is a memory and my feet just start to move a little bit. Amen. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Stand all across the building with me. I'm not going to keep you long. Y'all go get me in trouble. I want to give honor to the Kyle family, Pastor Kyle, Sister Kyle. His kids, can you guys give honor to your family? God has gifted you with this family. He's gifted you with this family. Amen, amen. So thankful to be here. Such an amazing church, spirit of worship that's here. I also want to give honor to uh, your youth pastor, Anna Robin, everyone that's hosted this revival this weekend. Amen. You ought to be proud of your young people. You guys have such a good group, such a solid, hungry group. I was going to do some amazing things with them. also want to thank the Rob family for hosting me. I uh, just had, had, had a good time staying with them. Had some great breakfast. Sister Kyle's been cooking great for me. And then the other day, I was blessed by Alan's mom. She made me some good Haitian food, and so can't complain about that. Heard I got Jamaican beef patties afterwards. I'm excited for that, so I'm going to hurry up and get through this. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Is it all right if we have an outpouring of the Holy Ghost on March 15, 2020? Is that okay? Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Let's start with verse 1 through 4, then we're going to jump to verse 17 acts chapter 2 if you're there say amen if you're not there say oh me all the amens tell the oh me's to hurry up scripture says acts chapter 2 verse 1 and when the day of pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Verse 3 said, And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Verse 4 says, And they were all filled. Everybody shout filled. Shout filled. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Isn't that so powerful that God's still doing it today? Amen. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Let's jump down to verse 17. I'm going to read verse 16 and just follow me at verse 17. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Amen. One generation prophesied it. Another generation saw it. 
Can I tell you some of the things that we are going to see is not out of our goodness, but they were elders that labored before us that were willing to speak things into existence that we benefit from. Said, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Read this with me. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Continue. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. I feel an anointing of Joel on me this morning. Followed by the words of Peter. That this is about to be that. That was spoken by the prophet Joel. I don't know why you came here this morning. But I'll tell you why the Holy Ghost is here. God wants to pour out his spirit like he promised in Joel, like he promised in the book of Acts, and like he promised this surrounding area. Now, if you believe that, can you set your Bibles down, lift both your hands, and why don't you tell God, I want you to fill me this morning. Come on, open up your mouth and pray with me. The word's already anointed. You're already anointed. I'm already anointed. So we might as well have a demonstration of the spirit of the living God. By the authority of the word of God, I take dominion and authority over the atmosphere of the spirit world. I lose the gifts of the spirit. I lose the gifts of faith. I lose the operation of your power. Fill people. Heal people. Set them free according to your word, according to your nature, and according to your power. Come on now, if you believe that, can you do me a favor and put those hands together and with the loudest voice you have, can you shout the name of Jesus? One more time, shout his name. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and look at the person next to you. Don't touch them. Don't high five them. Just give them a good wink. <laughs> Tell them God's about to put you in some trouble. God's about to put you in some trouble. If I have to attach my text to a title. I want to preach to you on troubled. You may be seated. Troubled. Troubled. God, in Genesis chapter 1, decides that it's time for him to allow what's in him to be expressed on a material level. Because the mind of God and the nature of God already held the capability to create. Creation existed in him before anything else existed. And so God steps on the scene. Literally doesn't even step on to nothing because nothing didn't even exist. But steps on to something and begins to speak into existence the creation of the world. Interestingly enough, the Bible declares that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth he's allowing us to realize what is taking place that in one moment God creates the heavens and the earth this is so beautiful because this really depicts to us how God feels about man we spend thousands of years studying the stars and all of God's creation and God only gives a verse to explain how he did it amen we have textbooks upon textbooks elaborating on the content of stars. And we have those who have studied astrology and astronomy. But God just simply starts off the book by saying, In the beginning, I created the heavens and the earth and left it there. 
almost as if to bypass creation in itself. As if it was just some mediocre thing that he just did. That he just flung millions of galaxies and stars into existence. God's word so powerful that the first time he introduced the creation of the heavens, that actually the heavens would continue to grow from then forth. That God is so powerful that he only said it once and it continued. And he moves his focus from perfect creation and begins to follow a different story. By the time we get to verse 2, the scriptures were declared, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God began to move on the face of the water. Here we have God transitioning, because in verse 1, he seems to be unenamored with the perfection of his creation. The word created denotes a sense of completion. Everything has been put into order. But God doesn't seem to be very interested in that. But somehow by the time we get to verse 2, the scriptures would declare, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Want to help somebody this morning to give you the rules of engagement when it comes to the presence of God. That God somehow seems to bypass those things which seem perfect. And he attaches to that thing which seems real. Amen. That God begins to uh, deter himself from the perfection of creation, bypasses all of it, and he gets to the place where he sees that now the earth is dark, that it's void, and it's without form, and he's no longer engaging the past part of creation that part of creation that was complete that part of creation that was perfect but now he seems to be engaging the part of creation that has faults and failures and blemishes and issues and the spirit of god begins to hover over the face of the deep can i tell you what invites the moving of the spirit of the living god is not when you show up looking all cute and you got it all together but when you can be real with your praise and say god i'm dark i'm void i'm empty but i need you amen 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 god God seems to engage this. We, we, we have this misconception about the Spirit of God that God finds His dwelling in perfection. No, God finds His dwelling with reality. God finds His dwelling with honesty. And I would suggest to you that there are signs that let us know we are entering the moving of the Spirit or we are entering the presence of God. I want to show you this really quick, but in the book of John, John chapter 5, the scripture says in John chapter 5, verse 1 through 5, that after this there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there at Jerusalem by the sheep market at the pool which is called in Hebrew tongue Bethsaida having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk. These are sick people, blind folk, halt, withered, waiting on the moving of the waters. Verse 4 says it this way. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled. Everybody say troubled. Everybody say troubled. The angel went into the pool and troubled the water. And whosoever then first after the troubling, everybody say the troubling. 
the troubling of the water stepped in, was made whole, and whosoever disease he had, a, and a certain man was there, which had an infirmity for 38 years. John is outlining the script, the, the, the passage that we're reading, and he's helping us to understand that there was a pool next to the sheep gate. Now, the sheep gate was where you would bring the sacrificial offerings, and you would slip the sheep gate into this area. You, Sorry, you would slip the sheep into the sheep gate, and the sheep would be slaughtered for the purpose of the temple. Can I tell you that the miraculous took place next to the sheep gate? Because where there's no sacrifice, there's no miracles. That's why your giving so important. It's not because we need your money, but because we need a move of the spirit. I, I don't even go here. I just want to help you. Because when you give, you're actually sacrificing. And the miraculous always finds itself next to the place of sacrifice. It might not make sense. You might not understand. But wherever I sacrifice, that's where the miraculous takes place. Sure. Some of you guys didn't get that, but there's some of you that you've been sacrificing the last few years and expect nothing. I don't have that mentality. I'm just of the persuasion that God's not a man that he should lie, nor that God can never be mocked. That whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You can give and not, not God not give it back to you. Pressed down, shaken over, and running over. If you've ever had to sacrifice, can I tell you, the miraculous is getting ready to follow. Let me talk to a church that's had to give to everybody else and given to build a building in Liberia when you don't have yours yet. God's not mocked. If you can learn to sacrifice the miraculous. I'm going to move on. Don't want to get in trouble here. Here. Here at the sheep gate, here in Bethsaida, here at this place, God begins to allow a point of divine interaction. Divine appointments are met. And here's what the Bible says, that the angel showed up. And when the angel would show up, one translation says that the angel stirred the water. But I like the way the King James put it, because the King James said that the angel troubled the water. <laughs> can tell you're walking close to an angel because all of a sudden things that were going good will get a little bit disturbed trouble is not the sign that there's a demon trouble is the sign that you're walking next to an angel who's saying i'm trying to stir you into a new level into a new place into i'm troubled to go further to the promised land can I tell you why we're closer than ever to the outpouring of the Holy Ghost tell Corona I said this because in the last day saith God I will, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh all you're seeing in the world is the angel beginning to trouble trouble, trouble, trouble the world Because when God never troubles us, when God never begins to deal with us, we stay complacent. But let some stuff begin to happen that can trouble you so hard that you'll bend a knee. Get in trouble you so hard you won't sit down in the pew. Trouble you so hard. You'll, can I tell you what's going on? God's just troubling the world so he can get prepared for a demonstration. Because the troubling is the preliminary for the outpouring. I'm talking to five people that you've been troubled all year. Can I tell you what it is? It's the angel stirring you into demonstration.
Amen, amen, amen. Hear me. Hear me. I'm going to finish. I'm not even going to preach long. But I feel so much faith because people are worried about what's going on. Pestilence and wars and rumors of wars. And we don't know what's happening. And we're so focused on what's happening right now. I like the way that God told Abraham. He said, lift up your eyes. Because you're so focused about what's going on around you, you don't realize what's going on around above you. And God said, if you would lift up your eyes, you would begin to see the signs in the heavens. Because the heavens dictates what happens in the earth. And if you would lift your eyes, you would see that it's just the angels beginning to trouble, to trouble, trouble you into a new place. You may be seated, you may be seated, you may be seated. I'm not going to preach long. But I want to help you. Because we don't know how to cash out of things. Amen. We don't know how to get out what God told us to put in. That if you've ever been through some trouble, that God was not just sowing your finances. He was not just sowing your time. But he was actually sowing you. The greatest thing God could ever plant is you and your family. <laughs> greatest thing that God could ever plant is you and your ministry. And when everything told you to leave, you decided that you would stay planted here. Amen. And you can't stay planted here and not produce fruit. Can I tell you, I feel like, I feel just a Caleb spirit on me. That you've been sacrificing for years, after years, after years. But something's bubbling under the surface. Give me my mountain. Give me my mountain. I stuck around. I made it through the troubling, and now I'm ready for the miraculous. I made it through the heartache. I made it through the issue. I made it through the pain. They walked out on me, but I'm still here. And if I'm still here, give me my mountain. Pastor said it already. He called you guys mountain movers. I'm going to take it a step further. You're mountain claimers. What have you been prophesying over that you had to wait for God to do? I wish you'd stand to your feet and let hell and heaven know today I'm taking my mountain. Can I tell you why we can expect a harvest before this thing's end? Because we stayed planted. Clap your hands unto the Lord and you may be seated. You may be seated. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen. Man, I'm going to preach to the rest of you guys that are here that God always works in patterns and principles and plans. When you begin to realize how the scripture begins to move, that there is always a sound that follows the moving of the spirit. That if God's spirit ever begins to move, always expect a sound. We see this from the beginning of creation. The Bible says that the spirit of God began to hover over the face of the deep. And then the next verse says, then God said. So the sound followed the hovering. So if God's spirit begins to move... You should expect a sound. Peter put it this way. Holy man of God spake as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. So whenever God begins to move on you, there should be a sound. Because a sound always accompanies the moving. Acts chapter 1 put it, Acts chapter 2 put it this way. That they were all together one place in one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind in the moving. 
But then we get to verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak the sound in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. A sound followed the moving. So for somebody who as simple as me, it would only make sense. If God's Spirit began to move on me, there should be a sound. Because whenever God's Spirit begins to move, there's always a sound. Y'all getting this, huh? I want to help you. That when God begins to move on your spirit, if you'll let him stay there just a little long enough, not just step in. Can I tell you, sometimes we get enough water to get on us, but we don't stay in there long enough so it gets in us. I want you to stay in just a little bit longer this morning because if you'll stay in the water just a little bit longer and allow God's spirit to move on you, it is the agenda of God. It is on the plan of God's mind that he would allow his spirit not just to move on you, but that he would move on you so severely that his spirit would begin to blow in you and begin to blow out of you. That's what John said when Jesus said the wind blows where it wishes and you just hear the sound there. Of whenever God's spirit begins to move on you, there should be a sound that follow. Can I make it very sane? When God begins to move on your spirit, there should be an utterance, a sound that begins to flow out of you. We call it speaking in other tongues. It's not strange. It's not a new phenomenon. It's happening all across the world. What it is, it's just God's spirit moving on us and a sound beginning to follow. Look at somebody next to you and tell them, you need to hear a sound today. Tell them very clearly, you need to hear a sound today. I'm going to come to a close. I'm going to wrap it up. But I want to, some of you guys that still don't believe me, here's, here's how this works. That God says, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Isn't, isn't that something? Because if you think about it, it's flesh that drove us away from God. It's flesh that disqualified us from receiving God's spirit. And he says the very exact thing that should disqualify you is actually going to qualify you for my spirit. He says, I'm going to pour out my spirit in the same area that you keep on messing up in. Same area you can't seem to control. So I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. But it's flesh that's willing to let the spirit move on it. Amen. I want to tell you today that what you're experiencing when you're feeling the presence of God and God's touching your mind and God, God's touching your body, that's not a mistake. I'm not, I'm not diminishing the time that you accepted Christ as your personal Savior or you shook a preacher's hand or you've been going to church all your life. I, I thank you for your devotion to God. I applaud you for your commitment to Calvary. And I'm thankful that you have made it a point to be a disciple. But if we go to Acts chapter 19, starting all the way from verse 1, Paul found disciples that were baptized, that were committed, that knew about Jesus, but never had the Holy Ghost. Let's read it. And it came to pass that while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. Everybody say disciples. They were disciples. And he said to them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said unto them, and he said unto him, we have not much heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. The Bible says that they were disciples and they believed. Now watch this. And he said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? They said, unto the, unto the baptism of John. They were disciples. They, were, they believed. And they had a prior form of baptism. 
but never heard of the Holy Ghost. So you can be a disciple, a believer, have already been baptized, and never received the Holy Ghost. I'm not trying to step on your toes. I just want to tell you what the scripture is saying. I'm not saying, I didn't write this. I didn't slip this in your Bible today. This is what it says. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ. So you can have the right motive but still have the wrong baptism. Amen. Amen. I don't want to be offensive. I just want to help you today. You could have the right motive. You could be a disciple. You could be a believer and have the wrong baptism and never have received the Holy Ghost. But here's what the scripture says. I, I'm going to get excited when it gets to here because it says, when they heard this happen, read this with me. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I get baptized a second time? Yes, you can because in the scriptures they got baptized a second time because motive was important, but motive wasn't all. You can't just have the right motive. You got to have the right name. Amen. You can't just be baptized in titles and say, but I had the right motive. You got to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, not the Father, not the Son, not the Holy Ghost. But there's only one name by which we are all saved. Continue. Next verse. Next verse. I'm right. I feel faith, sir. I'm come to a close. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost came on them. You know what that tells me? That the Holy Ghost didn't come on them before. Watch this. They had been baptized twice, already believed, already a disciple, and never received the Holy Ghost. There's nothing wrong with you. There's just something right with you. You're in the right place at the right time, in the right moment to receive the power of the Holy Ghost. If you believe that, clap your hands unto the Lord and shout the name of Jesus. All across the building, stand with me, stand with me, stand with me. Stand with me, stand with me. Feel the Holy Ghost here today. <laughs> Listen, don't run, don't run. I'm going to get them to lock the doors. Don't run out on me now. <laughs> See people trying to pack their bags, trying to leave. Just give me a few more moments. I'm not of the persuasion to talk about things we don't give God opportunity to demonstrate. Don't like that. Amen. And so if I was bold enough audacious enough to stand before you for the last few minutes and declare to you about a God that can fill, that can heal, that can deliver, that can set free. I would be remiss if I did not give God an opportunity to show up on the words that he said. Amen. I want to do something today. I want to prove God. <laughs> so the scripture says, scripture says, try me. That's what, that's what, that's what, that's what God said. It says the Malachi, speaking about tithes and offerings, he says, Try me, he says. Try me in this. He says, bring your tithes to the storehouse. And then he says, see if I want to open up the heavens and pour out a blessings you cannot contain. Because whenever earth begins to respond to the request of God, there is always an opening of heaven. Amen. And I believe before we walk out of this place, beyond belief, I know before we walk out of this place, God is about to do something. I need you to help me. I need you to help me. Can you do me a favor? I need you to ask three people. Don't get too close to them. They might get a little scared. But I need you to ask three people this very specific question. Hear me before you ask them. Have you ever received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other 
tongues. Ask three people. Actually, do me a favor. Get out of your seat after you ask two people around you and find one person who you're not even sitting next to. Some of y'all still looking at me. Don't be scared. Ask three people. You scared of your neighbor? Don't be scared of them. Ask them, ask them, ask them, ask them. Have you ever received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speech? Now, don't touch them. Don't touch them. They don't want to be touched today. Just ask them. Have you ever received the Holy Ghost? With the Make sure they give you an answer. Make sure they give you an answer. Don't lie in church, my friend. That's not a good thing. Don't lie in church, brother. You got three times to tell the truth. You lied the first two times. You got one more time to get it right. Don't lie in church. <laughs> if you burn your roast today, it's because you lied in church. Have you ever received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues? If they said no. If they said yes, but you know they're lying. Amen. Tell them. Today is your day to receive the Holy Ghost. Today is your day to receive the Holy Ghost. If they said no, tell them I need you to come to the front with me. I don't want to go by myself. Come to the front with me. If they said no, tell them come to the front with me, please. I don't want to go by myself. Can you come to the front with me all across the building? Let's just do it together. Can you make your way to the front? Don't stay in the back. I'll come find you myself. Just come to the front with me. This is the last service for the next two weeks. You might as well just come up here and pray. Is that okay? You're saying yes, but you're staying in your pew. Grab somebody by the hand. Pull them by the shirt. Tell them come to the front with me. Come to the front with me. Come to the front with me. <laughs> but Brother Marcus, I'm scared. Yeah, that's what you call troubling. God's troubling you. He's troubling you out of your comfort zone. Amen. But Marcus, I go to another church. He's troubling you out of your tradition. But Marcus, I've already been baptized. He's troubling you out of your background. Well, Marcus, I don't deserve it. He's troubling you out of your self-righteousness. What can you tell me that I don't already know from my... He's troubling you out of your pride. Y'all still looking at me. <laughs> make your way forward. Make your way forward. If you know somebody said no and that you know they need to be up there, go ahead and just tell them. Just tell them, listen, I'm, I'm going to be the angel today. I'm going to trouble you for a little bit. Can you please come to the front with me? Can you please come to the front with me? Amen, 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 amen. Amen. Why don't you guys come just a little bit closer? There's still people filing behind you. Amen. 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 I want you to hear me very clearly. I want you to hear me very clearly. Everybody, all eyes up here as you're making your way forward. All eyes up here. So now I'm going to give you guys one more shot. There's two or three of you in your pew right now, and you want to make a move up here, but you're scared. When we begin to pray, I want you to slip out of your seat and make your way up front. Nobody's going to be watching you. Nobody's going to have their eye on you. But we're going to pray together as a family. Amen. I want you to hear me very clearly. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You're saying, Marcus, I've never spoken in other tongues. Or maybe I heard of it. I thought it was crazy. But I've never had that experience before. I want you to slip a hand in the air. Can you be very bold for me? There's one hand right here, one hand right here, two hands, three hands, four hands, five hands, six hands, six hands, seven. Why don't you, brothers, God's about to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Can you come closer for me? Can you come closer for me? Brother back here, why don't you come closer, come closer, come closer. There's nothing to be ashamed about. Heaven is celebrating right now. Brother, I want you to come forward for me. 
Come forward for me. Come forward for me. Heaven celebrating right now. Heaven celebrating right now. Amen. 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 I want you to slip up front if you don't have the Holy Ghost. One more time. Wave, wave a hand just in faith. Let hell know. I'm, today I'm going to get troubled into God's presence. If you need the Holy Ghost, just wave a hand. I'm going to get troubled into God's presence. If you saw a hand get slipped up next to you, go ahead and look at that person and tell them in faith, you're about to get the Holy Ghost. Tell them in faith, you're about to get God's spirit. You're about to get the greatest gift that God could ever give to you. You're about to get the Holy Ghost, my brother. Amen. Amen, amen. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a few simple things that I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me because here's what would happen after the waters were troubled after the angel or the messenger troubled the waters it was somebody's job to step in it wasn't good enough to be next to the troubling you had to get in the troubling it's not good enough to be around God's spirit I'm asking you to step in and here's how we're going to take a step of faith we're going to do five simple things all right the first thing we're going to do all across the building in a few moments, can you practice this with me? We're going to lift both our hands as high as we can get it. Can you lift your hands? Lift them as high as you can get it. Amen. 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 Go ahead and set your hands down. When you lift your hands, it is a sign of surrender. You're telling God, God, I give you everything. I give you everything. Set your hands down. Set your hands down. The second thing we're going to do when we pray is we're going to close our eyes. Because we got to get rid of being aware of ourselves and just get focused on God. No one's watching you. No one's looking at you. Somebody might come pray with you. But we're going to close our eyes to keep our attention and focus on God. All right? The third thing we're going to do when we pray, hear me very clearly, is we're going to lift our head when we pray. Why, why, why do you want us to lift our head? Because a lot of times when you pray with your head down, it's a sign of guilt, shame and condemnation you're thinking i don't deserve it i'm not good enough for it i don't i don't know if it's for me but the bible says come boldly into the throne room of grace you have nothing to be ashamed about god's already saw your past and he still thinks you're good enough and the devil hates it because he messed up one time and god kicked him out but you slip up over and over and over again and god said you're still my child i still love you i'm still gonna give it to you i still want to be with you so we're going to lift our head when we pray. The fourth thing we're going to do, bring the music down for me. The fourth thing we're going to do is we're going to pray a prayer of repentance. Pastor Kyle's going to help me with this prayer. We're just going to ask God to wash us, wash us of our sins. We're going to tell God we're turning away. You might say, Marcus, I've already repented. That's okay. I repent daily, sometimes multiple times a day. Y'all yeah, live in South Florida. Traffic's so bad, I repent every five minutes. Amen. Amen. So we are going to repent. We're going to ask God to forgive us. Pastor Kyle is going to help me with this prayer. And when he's done, he's going to give the mic right back to me. When he gives me the mic back, I want you to transition from repenting to worshiping. You're no longer going to ask God to forgive you because he's already heard our cry. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So when you were asking God to forgive you, he heard that prayer. So we're going to transition into worshiping.
Because the Bible also says he inhabits the praises of his people. And as you begin to praise God with your mouth, not just in your heart, I want you to open up your mouth as that head is lifted and begin to worship God with your words. If you don't know what to say, I want you to say hallelujah. Can you practice that with me? Hallelujah. One more time. Hallelujah. As you begin to say hallelujah and worship God, you can feel it now. The spirit of God is going to begin to move. And God's spirit is going to begin to move on you. And a sound is going to begin to follow the moving. That tongue is going to begin to tremble. A sound is going to begin to flow out. You're going to begin to want to speak things. Don't be afraid. Just step into the troubling and allow God to do what he wants to do. And you're going to begin to speak in other tongues as the spirit gives you the utterance church are you ready are you ready all across the building lift both hands as high as you can get them i want you to lift your head i want you to close your eyes i want you to focus your mind on god and as pastor kyle praises prayer of repentance if you don't know what to say just follow along with what he's saying but say it with all of your heart and when i come back into the mic we're gonna pray your prayer of faith and we're gonna begin to shout hallelujah as god fills us with the holy ghost lord your word commands us to walk boldly into the throne room of grace your word tells us that while we were yet sinners you died for us so God we stand right now with our hands lifted up in the throne room of grace and we confess our sins before you oh God it is your blood it is Calvary that covers us it is not our righteousness it is your righteousness and so God we confess before you right now that we are a sinner and we need the blood of Calvary we need to be cleansed I ask you father right now with your blood touch me from the tip of my fingers let it flow through my vessel to the bottom of my feet and cleanse me of my sins I repent before you God I ask you Lord have mercy upon me forgive me be merciful I receive God your forgiveness I receive God your mercy I receive God your glory and your blood upon me all across the building I want you to begin to worship God don't set those hands down keep that head lifted keep them eyes closed and I want you just to begin to worship God begin to tell Jesus how much you love him don't ask him to forgive you he's already done that I just want you to worship God I love you Jesus thank you Jesus that's it focus your mind on him focus your mind on him we're getting ready to have an outpouring of the Holy Ghost as you begin to worship God God's Spirit is getting ready to move just a little bit longer if you don't know what to say begin to say hallelujah 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 open up your mouth and worship him when i pray this prayer of faith i want you to lift your voice as loud as you can and shout hallelujah with the voice of triumph and when you do you will begin to speak in other tongues saints if you're around somebody that needs the holy ghost when we shout hallelujah lay your hands on them and when they start speaking in tongues let me know by the authority of the word of god and the power of the name of jesus i command ye to receive ye the holy ghost everybody shout hallelujah receive it in jesus 
Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. 